0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy Saturday.
2: Happy Saturday, Dan.
1: Yeah, the kids started my day the other day with a question. They wondered, and I'm really not sure what to do with this. They wondered what the high point of my life has been. Now, what does that mean? Are they just looking for the high point of my life till now?
2: Well, or are yeah, they there's thinking, a couple ways to read that. Like, well, your life is over, so what was the high point?
1: <laughs> that's what I'm wondering, if that's what they're thinking. Not too long before, they were talking about somebody, probably an actor, or it was a, an athlete, somebody that we all know from television, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how old the person was, and <laughs> I remember Tessa saying, "Oh, very old. I think he's 50."
2: Very then, old. Yes.
1: And then all the other kids, at least the, uh, the two that were there, their faces went ashen because they know I'm almost 50. <laughs> Tessa had not clued into that point yet, yeah. but she's the one who also asked just now, "What the high what point?" The I, <laughs> I think she thinks I'm done.
2: A 50s apparently you know, in the grave for a test. I
1: guess so. Well, fortunately, I did get her because I told her, well, hopefully the high point hasn't happened yet. And then she she was expecting the high point to be her arrival. I think, on the face of this planet.
2: Oh, So I let her see, know. Okay, that's what the question was about. Is it? So
1: now I yeah, was, was a really bad parent.
2: She's a middle child. She's trying to think she's she might be the is. favorite. She is a middle <laughs> child.
1: And I told you about this, but I don't think I've told anybody out there, because I'm embarrassed about it, but she just had her 17th birthday. Yes, not 16th. <laughs> yes, and I thought all along it was her 16th. And that day, I forgot to say happy birthday in the morning. You know, because I had other things. Uh, an emergency happened in the home. You know, sure, something sure, simple. Sure. It was, For me, it was an emergency because <laughs> I'm a panicker. But anyway, I got to work and you and I were talking and I said, oh, my goodness, it's Tessa's birthday. And I forgot to text her. It's her 16th. So I text her, happy birthday. And I get home and I thought, I am going to really make this up to her. Yeah. So I was talking to her and I said, Tessa, I'm so sorry I missed your birthday. It's such a big one and all. It's your 16th. And she just looks at me with these cold plaid oh, eyes and says, Dad, gosh. I'm 17. Last year was 16. So
2: painful. Yeah.
1: Then she started talking about how old I was and wondered what the highlight of my life has been. So, yeah, I think I probably yep. had it coming. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, on the show, we're going to move on because I don't want to <laughs> think about my age too much. Uh, on the show, what are we doing? I can't remember. <laughs> Is that an age thing? It is. No, I remember. Yeah,
2: I think um, you yeah, did might that one yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to be in the studio with Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design talking about transitioning the home from winter, which we're so sick of right now, to, to spring. spring. And what you can do decor-wise, that's not going to break the bank, but still will make a big improvement. And we'll also be talking about something Haley has dug into. Yeah,
2: compost tea. I like that you said dug into. That seems appropriate.
1: Yeah, I wasn't even trying. (laughs) It's just that's how smart I am. It just happens. Compost tea. We'll explain what that is later. But right now, we're going to talk about some projects and how to get those projects done. And I guess to start... You know, I know that for me as the weather is slowly trying to yeah, turn slowly. into spring. Yeah, I, I'm excited for projects. I'm excited to get outside. I'm thinking about all these things I want to do and I've got a million things that I'm going to accomplish this year
2: of course and
1: I'm curious if you do I know you've got a few and I just want to know briefly what are some of your big projects because I've got a bigger point I want to get to but what do you want to get done this spring
2: I think there's so many things that I should get done but my top three are painting the exterior of the house I've got wood siding the paint is peeling off so that's a big one
1: yeah that's, that's that's a
2: big one but the other ones are a garden. You know, I always love doing a vegetable garden. And now that I have a house, I also want to do some landscaping. So that's my big one. And then also we talked about, you know, finishing the garage so that I could have an art studio. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're all big. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, one of mine is I'd like to get the lawn furniture out of the barn and on the lawn. You know, that was... No, that's...
2: Okay, yeah. That seems seems accomplishable.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I want to have stuff I can accomplish. No, I want to get my barn fixed. Uh, One of the kids left the barn door open Mm -hmm. the other day when we had all the wind coming through and it blew the door, smashed it backwards, broke the hinges. It's a mess. It's pinned shut right now. I've got to get that fixed. And then fixing that means I've got to stain the barn. There's a lot of work there. Way smaller though than house. My deck, I redid that last year. Right. A bunch of leaves land on it. So I'm going to have to dig into getting it cleaned. And I will report back because we've got some cleaners that I want to try. We do. Yeah. And I want to figure out how well they work so I don't have to redo the whole deck. But I've got that to do. I've got shutters that I want to paint.
2: Right. Yeah, we talked about that. And I've
1: got flower boxes that need some work. And so those are my projects. Now, the sad thing is, if I would be honest, and I'm going to be because that is my way, all of those projects were on my list for last year. <laughs> Except fixing the barn door because that wasn't broken. But staining the barn, uh-huh. that, that was, was on the list part already. of it. Now, I guess I did get the deck stained. So that part yeah, okay. I did so accomplish. Did... I accomplished one thing, but I accomplished that simply because of we wanted show. to talk about it on the radio.
2: Right. Thank and God for the show.
1: I, yeah. I've got all these things that I normally try to accomplish and I don't. Are you going to get yours done?
2: Um you Well, I've so? already started the process on a lot of them.
1: And that's the key. See, that's where you're smarter than me.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Oh, I said that out loud. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be able to live that now. <laughs> A lot of us, though, we've got these big plans, and Haley is smarter than a lot of us because you've actually gotten started. And that's what we wanted to work through in the little bit that we've got left before we get to the next segment. And we just wanted to talk about taking some of these projects that we all have Mm -hmm. and bringing some of them to completion so we can cross them off our list, which is really great.
2: Well, and the list, I think, is the first part, right? Like yeah, making the list can't cross of it things, off the list
1: <laughs> if there isn't a list.
2: And literally make a list and then prioritize. You know, what are the most accomplishable things? What are the things that have to be done? You know, maybe you have a party that's going to be happening in the summer after the school year's done and the deck has to be done for that.
1: Graduation open houses happens yeah. all the time. It's something that has to be done. People miss it. They miss the time when they should start because they haven't made the list. They haven't prioritized the list, Mm -hmm. and it just sneaks up on them. Exactly. You mentioned your house. Is that a critical has to be done this year, or is that one that could be bumped on the list if it has to?
2: That one isn't. I mean, it would be great if it got done, but I don't think it's critical. Like, I could wait another year. But I've already put calls in. I've got people coming out for quotes. And honestly, I mean, that one, I should have probably been getting those quotes in already. So if it gets done, great. If not... You know, But that that's part of the process, yeah. is
1: prioritizing that list and figuring out what needs to be done immediately, or this year at least. Right. And the next step would be talk to the experts and do your research now. So I know which things need to be done. Now I better start figuring out exactly what that looks like. And now is such a good time for that, because we can't get out and enjoy the weather yet fully. I mean, it's getting closer.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of the projects you just can't even start until R- the weather is absolutely better. Absolutely
1: that, right. And so this is the perfect time to do some of this legwork. You don't want to be doing this legwork when you can be working outside.
2: No. Yeah, that's got to all be done so you can actually get moving on these right.
1: things. So the first three things, start now and make your list, pare down that list and prioritize it. Third one, talk to the experts, do your research, and now make a simple, basic plan for how you're going to get the work done. And to me, this is important. Normally, I make a very complex plan. And I don't mean complex. Well, no, it's unnecessarily complex. Like tedious. It's tedious. (laughs) But I normally try to take everything from start to finish. Right. You know, here are all the things I'll need to do. And the problem is almost every single one of my projects derails on step two. There is no step three. I never get to the literal step three that I planned on. Because there's always
2: something that happens then you've got to react to that thing. Oh, my goodness.
1: I'm reacting all the time because (laughs) there's all these unusual things. Whenever you tear anything apart, let's say, in a project in your home, you're going to find things that you didn't expect. So agonizing and creating this really meticulous plan is unnecessary work.
2: Yeah, make it an outline, just super simple steps.
1: That's going to be better than going into all kinds of detail because that way you can adjust, you can pivot as necessary. After you've done that, this one I think is really, really smart. And you've done this. You start gathering some of the supplies now. You did this with your landscaping stuff.
2: Yeah, I've already ordered all of the things that I need for that. I've even started gathering things like the pots that I'll need. You know, I can't start planting a lot of this stuff until later in the spring, but I can start getting the soil now, storing it. I can start getting the pots now. I can start getting the fertilizer. And that way, when I actually have a good day, I can just start doing it instead of going out to the store or trying to find all the things that I need, and with supply shortages right Right. now, too, I mean, it's even more important to get those things ahead of time.
1: Right, and you don't want to be doing that the day that you're actually going to be doing the work. I hate running out and spending half the day just accumulating the supplies. So you've got it on hand, ready to go. That's cool. You've spent the money over a greater period of time.
2: Yeah, spread it out a
1: little. I'm not dropping all the money now on this one Saturday. I've done that over time where it wasn't so impactful on my budget. Yeah, it doesn't feel
2: as painful. (laughs) Right.
1: And the other thing I really love about it is it's a great incentive. Once I've got that money invested, that's propelling me to finish this project. Yeah, you have to do it now. Yeah, I'm in it now. And if I don't do it, I've wasted all of that. And so that's a really good thing. Now, the next one, set a completion date. How many things do you get accomplished, Haley, if you don't have a completion date? (laughs) It's just open-ended. Very little. Very little. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Teachers have learned over all of the centuries that if there's no due date, there's It won't no, get done. Yeah, there's no work that ever gets accomplished. No. So give yourself a completion date. Make it reasonable, but don't give yourself so much slack either. You know, find that good time. And then one last thing, I think this is kind of fun. Plan a reward. You know what what really kind of turns your crank, you know what you like. Give yourself a reward. We know that the work accomplished is reward enough. Enough, right. It's not, though. <laughs> I just said that and I thought, no, it's not reward enough. I also want ice cream or whatever it is I that also I like. Want ice cream. <laughs> so whatever it is, give yourself that little thing. My kids do that with their homework.
2: Oh, yeah, it works great.
1: I thought it was silly, but it really does, uh, you know, it compels them to get the stuff done. I like
2: I doing that if I work out. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. That makes sense because it's gruesome to get through it. Mm-hmm. But if there's ice cream at the end, you can know that you can erase everything. Exactly. That you've accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> and get back to where it feels right. Anyway, those are some things. Take what works for you and make it work. The idea is to just get some of these things done. We want them off our lists and we want to be able to enjoy the weather when it finally does turn and not have this nagging voice in the back of our head saying, You never got that done, did you? Mm-hmm. I hate that voice.
2: Yeah, you've got a lot of those voices, huh? I do. They're
1: talking to me <laughs> right now about going to a break. So I'm going to obey the nagging voice in my head. We're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Superins and Ginger Herman about some more real estate stuff. That's all just ahead. Stick around.
0: Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show presented by Benjamin Moore. On news radio, Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM.
1: And we're back. And Haley and I are on the phone with Sue Prins from Sue Prins Group 5 Star Real Estate. Sue, are you there? Yeah, there she is. (laughs) No, we we appreciate you were on the show last week. And we talked about the whole buying process Mm -hmm. and all the things involved in that. And the minute we were done, you gave us a call back and said, there's something I, I really want to clarify. I didn't say it right. And we didn't have time last week to sneak it back in. So you got six minutes or so, Sue. What was it that you wanted to talk about?
3: Well, yeah, I never want to mislead somebody with, with information. Like, Obviously, that was not my intention, but, you know, we covered so much. Right. And and the numbers are important, uh, like kind of how the math goes for uh, a buyer when considering, well, how how much cash do I need? Because we talked at the segment, you need cash. Right. Right. It's just pure and simple. So how does that math work out? And I stink at math, so I'm going to use a simple number like 300,000. <laughs> that number Keep I can it nice do? nice and even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if a buyer has a pre-approval for three hundred thousand, they are lucky to find a home, and they for the three hundred thousand, and they are now moving towards the uh, the, the purchase. Sure. So, why they need so much cash is they are going to need three percent minimum. Or 3.5% if it's an FHA. I'm talking 3% on conventional, 35 for FHA for a down payment. Right. Now, that number can fluctuate based on, you know, their credit and whatever. But, again, we're talking general. So that that 3, let's just round it out to 3, and we're going to say they're going to need a minimum of $9,000. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to need 3% for closing costs. So there goes another $9,000. Right. Now, on top of that, we talked about appraisal gap and we talked about minimally, we we like to see about 10,000 for our buyers to use towards appraisal gap because that's, I mean, they can write less, they can even write zero towards an appraisal gap coverage, but 10,000 and higher is what's winning the offers. And are those
1: needing to be used? You know, I'm making... I, I, oh, I'm not going to recommend that we bluff. but
3: are, <laughs> are we, you know, saying
1: that we'll go ten thousand over? Are, are you finding that that money is being needed, required in the transaction? No,
3: not always. So that's okay. the cool part. Um, so in, and I just want to clarify again, the appraisal gap is the appraised value versus purchase price, what we end up agreeing on, okay?
1: Because we're seeing houses that y- you'll offer a certain price, that gets accepted, and then it's appraised, and it's way below that. So you've got to make up the
3: difference. Yes,
1: makes so the you've got up.
3: that difference. So, so now, that cash that we just talked about, the 3% for the down payment, the 3% for the closing, and the $10,000, you can see, is adding up to... About almost thirty thousand dollars, right? Twenty eight, is that what my math is yeah, coming in? Twenty eight thousand dollars there for just those, you know, those things to win the offer and to satisfy the financing part of it.
1: So, so where's the hope in all of this? Is there
3: hope? Right?
1: There's hope. <laughs> there's, there's always there is, hope.
3: Well, I mean, there's always hope. And we talked about that (laughs) in your program that you need to lower your standards. (laughs) Know what you have on hand for cash. If you don't have that cash, keep saving to have that cash because that appraisal gap tends to be very important. For those that have the cash that are purchasing a higher Uh, dollar home. So like, let's just pull $500,000 home. They're looking to purchase and they're like, Hey, we have our 20% down. What we're doing with that 20% is we are typically taking the, um, the, the down payment amount to bringing that down to maybe like five or 10% and then using that remainder towards the appraisal gap amount. And then if it never gets used, so to answer your question, does it always get used? No, it doesn't always get used. So then that can apply towards the down payment, whatever doesn't get used.
2: Yeah, that's what ended up happening with me is I had saved money to have a larger down payment. And I ended up being able to use that towards an appraisal gap. Um, You know, talking with Ginger, figured that out, that that's really where that money needs to go. I can go in with a lower down payment. And with the low interest rates, I mean, it's not such a big deal either. So yeah,
3: exactly, Haley. That's a perfect example. And the last little quick thing that I want to say is for those that have uh, to sell a home before you purchase, know that there is a program called Equity Forward. And it's wonderful because it can help you write a non-contingent offer and give you the cash out of your current home to be able to apply towards the new purchase. If you're interested in that, give me a call because I can help you with how to do that.
1: There are so many things out there. It's a really chaotic, crazy market, but there are answers and there is hope. Sue, if our listeners do want to get in touch with you and talk about any of the things we covered, how's the best way to do that?
3: So my cell phone, 616-723-2400. And my website is www.superins.com.
1: Excellent. We recommend her cell phone. That really does work. We're using it right now. You can tell. <laughs> it's ready to go. Waiting for your call. Sue, thanks for talking with us. Thank you so much. Well, it's time for a break. And when we come back, we'll be in the studio with Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design, talking about transitioning your decor from winter into
2: spring, spring yes. and on a budget.
1: That's all just ahead. Stay tuned.
0: If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On news radio, Wood 1300
1: and 106.9 FM. Well, Haley, as we transition seasonally mm-hmm. from winter into spring, we know that a lot of interiors, people are looking at the spaces and thinking, boy, I'd really like to make some changes. And so we thought, let's reach out to Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design and talk about what that looks like, maybe some easy ways to do that. And Andy said he'd be here. So Andy, thanks for hanging out with us again. Absolutely. Thank you both for having me back. Now, we talked about what you do. I'm not going to make you say it all again, but you do residential design, commercial design. You'll help pretty much anybody, right?
4: Yes, that is fairly accurate. (laughs)
1: pretty what much I know, anybody. I, I want to know, what did I mess up?
4: <laughs> no, it's it's true. I do residential and commercial design. I also work with uh, real estate professionals and developers for staging and multifamily design. I work with architects on exteriors. And I also have been tasked with some uh, interior branding, hmm. marketing. Mm-hmm. I did work in marketing and media for 10 years before I transitioned into design. Oh, really? Interiors, actually. Yeah, yeah, I was a journalist, journalism major, graphic designer, and communications designer for 10 years,
1: roughly.
2: Well, you've worn a lot of hats. I really
1: work on my resume. (laughs) 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 I got nothing, I got nothing. So yes, I completely undersold you at the beginning. And I apologize, Steve. Oh no, it's fine. No, I'm not. I'm just it happens joking. All the time. I, yeah, <laughs> sure. it happens all the time. So let's talk about that. You had pitched this idea to us, actually, about you know transitioning the home or business or whatever from season to season. How do we flip it? You know, we're just leaving winter. We're heading into spring. What does that look like? You know, what can you help our listeners come up with idea wise? We are entering into the
4: first few weeks of spring, and what's so exciting about that is actually the anticipation of being able to utilize outdoor spaces again, at least here where we are in Michigan, the Great White North. Um, So what's really important, I think, in understanding how to transition your seasonal decor is to approach it with the understanding that Everything's changeable and it doesn't require a lot of investment or time to make things feel brighter, more airy, more open. As we retreat into our homes, right? Fall and winter are wonderful seasons in which to be really cozy, really layered up in a lot of like insulatory fabrics. We're thinking wools. Um, earlier in another episode, we talked about the resurgence of animal hides. Mm-hmm. So a lot of flocati sheepskin wolves, possum. blue clays. Yes. You had mentioned potentially <laughs> possum yeah. 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 faux. You never know. Faux, faux, maybe. Okay. Okay. Right. Although depending on where you live, I mean look, if you're a resourceful hunter and sure. you can utilize a hide
1: in that yeah. way, well, go for it. More power too you. And the hide looks good on a wall. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So, yes, that in that the winter, soup, he we <laughs> retreat into those spaces. But as we hit the end of winter and get weekends like last weekend, we are sick of being in that space. I'm sick of seeing all the little faces that are in that space. Because <laughs> oh we've goodness. all been staring at each other for so long. We're we're clawing at the walls. We need outdoors. And, yeah, I love what you're saying. We want that airy yeah. that breath, breath of fresh air. And you're saying it's not a big deal to do that. You're not gonna tell everybody to repaint everything in their home. Because that's what we were hoping for. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, I do ask you to leave. (laughs) That's so true that you
4: may you may want to take again, paint is one of the most amazing finishes on the planet because it takes such little investment to buy a gallon of paint. And I'm I'm not gonna profess to be a great painter, but if you are it's a very easy DIY project to change an accent wall in Mm -hmm. your home or change the color of a small room. I would say the easier way to achieve that once you've established wonderful uh, all season paint colors for your home is to maybe look at your fabrics and your linens and that's what most designers will tell you is very easy. You have your sort of fall winter linens and your pillows, your decorative accents, pillow covers, even drapes for certain rooms. I think when it becomes spring, we're starting to see a lot more sunlight as you know we move around the sun and we get a little bit more each day. So your lighting becomes better. You right. want to open those windows up. You maybe want to frame those views with lighter drapes and curtains. Um and bring in the signs of the season. So florals and botanicals, especially brighter colors, are very helpful to come back in
2: for the spring and summer. I was just talking with my husband about how I think I need a floral budget. (laughs) Like every week, I want to bring in new flowers. I feel like it's... I'll
1: see if you bring in some fake ones early, you don't have to change them at all. Just move them around. Rinse the dust off every now and then. (laughs) And then just move them. How do you feel about fake plants, Andy? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. I can't keep anything alive, so I lean on fake plants. I know what the answer's going to be when I ask other people. Mm-hmm. But every mm-hmm. one one of these days, I'm going to ask somebody, and they're going to say, oh, yeah, that is the thing. All about it. It's not you, though, Andy, <laughs> right? There's a
4: time and a place for artificial greenery. Absolutely. Okay. Um, where is that, and when? <laughs> it's used... Often in hospitality spaces where they may want the look but don't have the budget or the staff to maintain it. Okay, yeah, I've
2: got
1: five kids and it's you know we don't have the staff.
2: We don't. have I feel the like
1: budget. you have five. You, you, have, you have five employees have built what I, in. <laughs> what am I thinking? If those kids aren't working for their room and board, I Yes. What's the point? You have fixed me. <laughs> My entire life has just shifted. You have I five have gardeners at them as customers that i need to take care of they are employees
2: the opposite yeah employees mm-hmm.
4: they are right. employees if okay. you should you have five
1: gardeners it sounds like at the ready so we're 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 going for real plants this year cuz i've got gardeners i'm going to
2: hold you to that
1: all right so that's all good so real plants changing out the 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 fabrics around the windows i think that's really important i really like that idea i know growing up the house i was in we just had whatever drapes we had And those were the drapes. Right. And they were heavy. And so in winter, it it really leaned into that season just fine. It really didn't help us when it came to trying to lighten up that space. We never thought about changing them. That's a really simple way to go. Absolutely.
4: And there is a functional need in the winter to change our interiors. We bring our plants inside Mm -hmm. so now that we have this beautiful greenery decorating our home because it can't remain outside for the season we do have heavier drapes or multi-layered window treatments to help insulate the envelope of our home yeah you know we might tend to use those cozier warmer throws pillows bedding etc yeah
2: i want all the blankets during the winter (laughs) right
4: because it's very important well now as we transition First of all, you know, we can take all of the the flora and fauna that decorated our home for the last six months. You know, we can begin to move those outside maybe in April, May, depending on the species and the amount of sunlight, et cetera. So as you open up your space, you can think about different ways to bring in more accents, maybe furniture that you've retired to the basement or attic to make room Mm -hmm. for those plants. Again, taking down a couple of drapery panels that or maybe a heavy fabric, used for its insulatory purposes, and throwing up a light cotton or linen for the season is an amazing transformation. You can do it with your pillow covers. You can have new cases made or buy them off the shelf at a retail environment.
1: And just really lighten and brighten everything. I think a really important point is something that you just kind of breezed over. Uh, You mentioned... Getting our paint colors set to be something that we can work with year round. Yeah, and like a foundation then, color. Yeah, having that. What A couple of colors just to recommend. or n- Not specific colors, but just lean us towards. Oh, I can be specific. Oh,
2: let's get <laughs> he can specific. Be very specific. I will <laughs> tell you. All
1: right, what would you think?
4: Well, as we discussed in our earlier episode about trends, we're still seeing a resurgence of warm, creamy whites and natural tones like Benjamin Moore's. October Mist, which is a wonderful transitional color that I think would be advantageous in the winter because there's enough green in it to make it feel warm and cozy. And in the winter, when the light outside is very blue, Mm -hmm. it's nice to have a warm hue on the wall because we don't have the orange and yellow color from the spectrum from the sun as much And then as we transition into the spring and summer, when we have that warm light, warm colors just feel even warmer. Yeah. So I would just say, unless you're a big fan, stay away from cool colors in general, unless you're balancing them with other materials or enough of a pigment of, let's say, yellow or orange, just to feel warmer. I do love that Benjamin Moore has a wonderful array of go-to Warm Whites that really are wonderful in every season, like Decorator's White is one of my favorites, Um, Super White, which is still very warm and crisp, but not stark, which is very important. Well, um, it's the
2: opposite of the name, right? It sounds like you just said it's super white, yeah. but really it does have a lot of color. And I think that's what confuses people. They they lock in on the name.
4: Correct. Yeah. Like one of my favorite whites is Swiss Coffee, OC45. Oh, yes. It is a brilliant color that no matter what the season or the time of day changes, And it's beautiful and it's always warm and as its name indicates, Swiss coffee has a little hint of chocolate in it as a white, but I also throughout the day, I've used it before I've used it in my home, it can appear blush and then it can appear a little bit blue and Mm -hmm. then it has green hues. What's wonderful about the array of neutrals and we're seeing more bones and parchments um, and you know, those colors of coffee, is that in the winter months, they're reflecting cold, cool, bluer light. And that can make them feel colder and cooler. That's why we instinctively want to warm everything up with chocolatey, Orange, you know, yellow, gold, just tones that make us, yeah, (laughs) that make us, they remind us of of summer. Yeah. And now that it is, you know, we can bring in some cooler colors that are going to reflect the warm light and feel great. You can bring in some bright colors as well that feel akin to the flowers and that are going to start to bloom, right? And bring that palette inside. So, with all of that, Andy, we've got a couple of minutes left. What other things should we be thinking about as the season flips? Well, what's really important is to take the idea of spring cleaning and kind of inject it with steroids. I find that <laughs> spring cleaning needs to be your maintenance season. So, coming out of the winter, we really need to focus on maintaining and cleaning all of the items in our home that need that annually or semi annually. So, this is the time when you, you know, flip rotate all your mattresses, but also have them professionally cleaned. Hmm. Have your rugs and window treatments professionally cleaned, especially if you're rolling them up to store them for six months because you're putting down fresh rugs and drapes and pillows for the season. So have all of that cleaned and maintained. Have everything from your furnace and your water heater to your exterior inspected. I think it's really important to note that If you're not in the habit of being a very fastidious homeowner who's keeping track of all of your appliances, I know they all needs, right? Like, you know, now's the the time to not only empty the refrigerator and clean it, but have it serviced, pull it out, sure. see what's been Ugh. lying yeah, under there from those. we talked
2: about that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross.
1: I've found so many interesting things under there, and sometimes we don't know what they are until we yeah, some, I wouldn't say worse. an autopsy, but we think about it for a while. Oh, I think that was a grape. <laughs> I remember that now. <laughs> yeah. Mis- mystery crumbs. Yes. Yeah. fun. Crumbs. If you're looking for something to do on a Saturday yeah, you could do that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really good idea, actually. I mean, all of this yes. stuff is stuff that yeah. we don't generally do. And it's nice to have something where it's kind of a seasonal alarm that goes off. Yeah, it's like, like a seasonal
2: clock. chore list. Hey, and do you this. Know.
1: Check it out. You're flipping things around in the house to make that feel more ready for the season. Let's look at some of these other things so that we have more time when the weather's really nice to enjoy the outdoors and all of the things we want to do and we're not fixing, repairing, Mm -hmm. or running these maintenance issues then. So Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, if they've got more questions, if they would like to hire you to help them work through or navigate their next project, how's the best way for them to get in touch?
4: I can be reached at andyatesdesign.com. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at at Andy Design. And if anyone wants to uh, reach out to me through any of those
1: platforms, I'm happy to help. Perfect. All right. We'll put links in the show notes. Andy Gates, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you both. It's been great. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're talking about what, Haley? Compost tea. Compost tea. Sounds mm. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure out what it is in just a minute. Stick around.
0: If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood
1: 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. And Haley, you've got a very interesting topic that we're going to talk about.
2: Wow, a you composting... said it was very interesting. Oh. That's so kind of you, it Dan. It was kind of me.
1: <laughs> I didn't mean it, but it's, <laughs> it's out there new now. Me. It's the new me. I'm trying to be the gentler, kinder Dan. And it's compost tea or something? Yes,
2: exactly. Well, we had talked about compost last year. Yes. um, A couple different times, actually.
1: Because it's a good topic.
2: It's a good topic. There's that gentler
1: Dan Dan again.
2: We decided that we would also talk about this because I heard about it and realized, okay, well, here's one more thing that you could do with the compost if you heard that segment and thought, I'm going to start composting. And
1: even if, I know this is going to be a surprise, but even if they didn't hear that segment and still chose to go composting, This can still help those people, too, right?
2: (laughs) You didn't just have to hear it from us.
1: So what is it? Compost tea.
2: Uh, I mean, I guess I get the general idea. Yeah, it's what you would think. It's a tea, a liquid made from... Compost and some other ingredients. Okay. Um, but the benefits essentially from the compost, we talked before about how you're gaining all of these microorganisms um, when you have compost. And that's great for your soil. So essentially you're getting the same microorganism content from the compost distilled into a liquid that you can spray onto to plants your lawn even and you're still gaining all the benefits of compost.
1: Okay, so how do I go about doing this? Is it a complicated process?
2: Well, you could go the complicated way, which is to make your own. Okay. <laughs> or you could actually buy this pre-made essentially. It's either going to be in a powder form or in a concentrate Does and then come you, in you little add tea it to bags? water. No. Oh, but boy. if you make your own, you can have a giant tea bag. See, I'm all about that. Yeah, so I'm all about that. You need a few things. You need a five-gallon bucket. Um,
1: like a, a th- five-gallon paint bucket. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. I got one Clean, of those. Clean, right? Okay. In, it okay. I'll get a new one. <laughs>
2: one. <laughs> and then you're gonna need like a strainer of some kind. And I was even thinking that we have paint strainers at the store for yeah, the, five-gallon right. buckets.
1: That would work. So
2: I think that would work for uh, all this. Right. Actually, all right.
1: So that. that that is a big tea bag, potentially. Right. <laughs> so I've got that. What do I do with it? I'm, I'm assuming I'm dumping the compost into it, and then I pour water on it.
2: Um, sort of. So there's more ingredients than just the compost. You need compost, like one big handful of compost. You also need a handful of garden soil, and a couple handfuls of straw, and then also Eye of like Newt and yeah, stuff exactly. Like that. That's what it sounds like. It's like a witch's brew. You also need three to five leaves from a healthy plant, and then you put all those in the bag tie it tightly and submerge it in water in the bucket for like 36 hours. But also it has to go in the bucket and this is the gross part is liquefied fish, which is like a fish emulsion or hydrogenized fish. fish. Yeah.
1: How do I liquefy? I don't think
2: you should. I think I'm gonna recommend people buy that from a garden
1: store. You can just buy liquefied fish. Yes.
2: It's like a natural fertilizer. People will just use this fish slurry on their gardens. It's
1: just for gardens. You don't yeah. like drink it. This isn't no. like an exercise thing. No. Like Rocky. Rocky sucking down liquefied fish. It's not like fish. your
2: omega-3 supplements. Okay. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> so I can go buy it at a store. I don't have to liquefy my own fish. That no. would be gross. It'd be perhaps. really gross.
2: But it's still going to be really stinky regardless. <laughs> okay.
1: So i got to pour my liquefied fish into this vat yeah. that I've created. And in you've also got to
2: add um, some seaweed extract and that's also going to be really stinky at your garden store.
1: They're going to have it?
2: Mhm.
1: Okay, so yeah. I do all of that. I let all it sit for 30 minutes 36 or 36 hours. hours. Yes. If you put it in the microwave, can you let it sit <laughs> no. for 30 minutes?
2: <laughs> no, but it is actually supposed to get up to a certain temperature, like 72 degrees. And if it doesn't get up to that temperature, sometimes you're not getting the benefits. Okay. Um,
1: so once I've done that, then I can take it and do what with it? Spray it spray on the garden?
2: Spray on the garden. Actually, I'd recommend using a watering can and just pour it over the plants and lawn. And just make sure you're doing that in the early morning or else you could burn the plants. And again, you're just adding all of the things that we talked about earlier back into the soil, but you're also protecting the surface of the leaves from any potential diseases.
1: All right. If you're composting, that's something to think about. It's a bit of a process. Sounds kind of fun, though. Stinky. Stinky. But kind of fun. We're going to put some detailed info in the yes. show notes because we didn't have time Your to get whole into all of that. <laughs> but yeah, look in the show notes for that. Haley, that's all the time we've got. We're going to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure Paint's a part of it. The Repco Light and Port City Paint stores are open until 3. Waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen.
2: And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.